Kelsey and this is KaleidoCast. Let's go! Today we are so incredibly thrilled to be sitting down with Rachel Rimmer from design studio Hello Colour in Melbourne. Rachel is a mummer of two and an incredibly talented colour and design consultant specialising in creating clever colour concepts for interior and exterior spaces. Her socials are filled with brights, patterns and happiness and as that is exactly what we were all about here at Kaleido, I just knew she would be the perfect fit for us to have a chat with and explore the big beautiful world of colour. So a big colourful Kaleido, welcome to you Rachel, thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh, we are so excited. (laughs) Um, So firstly, Rachel, you are joining us from Melbourne and we are all thinking of you guys here in Queensland. So where are you at right now with um, the lockdown situation? Yeah, well, um, as of last weekend, we are free to leave Melbourne. (laughs) So you can disappear into regional Victoria if you'd like to. Um, which certainly feels great after um, being only able to go five kilometres away from your house and then 25, so you can definitely go much further now. Um, Masks are still um, mandatory here, so if you're out and about, you still need to wear one at all times. So we're acclimatising to that pretty well. Mm. (laughs) And... In terms of work and things, it's exciting for me because I can finally go back out and see clients face-to-face. We've been doing lots of work um, with clients virtually, Um, so catching up over um, the internet, um, wherever possible, or doing Zoom meetings. Um, But it's great to be able to go and see people again. Yes. (laughs) I really miss them. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so true. Oh, my goodness. I'm so pleased that you guys are able to get back out a little bit into things. It's been so tough for you. I can't imagine here in Queensland, we've missed out on a fair bit of it. So I know you're just living normal lives. (laughs) Yes, very much so. But we've definitely been thinking of you guys down there. So I'm pleased that starting to come together for you just in time for Chrissy and to see some family and friends. Yeah, that's right. We're dying to go interstate to see um, our fans over Christmas. Yes. Oh, beautiful. So fingers crossed we can get it happening. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'll have everything crossed. So, uh, Rachel, you. your brand is Hello Colour, which is what I mentioned. So, for anyone who doesn't know about you, can you tell us about your wonderful business? Yeah. Sure. So, Hello Colour is a colour um, and design studio based here in Melbourne. Um, I started Hello Colour in about 2016 um, and basically I help people choose um, colours for their homes. So they might be repainting or renovating or building a new home um, and if you've ever renovated or built a new house before you will totally understand the amount of decision making involved, um, particularly when it comes to colours and finishes of all kinds of things, not just paint colours, but it might be tiles and flooring and um, bench tops or cabinetry colours. So I really help people make those decisions and maybe help them discover a few um, colours they might never have thought they would love to live with along the way. Yeah, lovely. Oh, gosh, it's so exciting. (laughs) So prior to Hello Colour, you 
created window displays and retail spaces for some of Australia's leading yeah. retail brands. So can you take us through the 10 years or so that you um, did that for sure. a living? Yeah, so I used to work for um, a number of different retail companies. Um, visual merchandising, um, my husband calls it stacking and arranging, but it's much more <laughs> detailed than that. Um, <laughs> So when you think about a retail store, I guess visual merchandising touches everything that you see. So from the front window um, into the store, how all the products are displayed. And it's really all about creating a beautiful space for customers to feel at home in. I guess ultimately your goal is commercial. You want them to leave with a bag or two <laughs> um, to buy something. Um, but yeah, so I started as a visual merchandising um, team member in store we used to work in groups and travel from store to store and make it look amazing before moving on to the next one and then towards the end of my career I was working as brand manager so um, I was looking after I guess all kind of visual touch points of the brand so things like imagery what kind of pictures did we have in store um, window displays designing windows or working with our creative agency um, and then also looking at in-store displays, what was happening, making sure we had our product displayed beautifully. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. So it was a pretty um, busy job by the time I got to the end of that 10 years. Yes, amazing. And did you do something prior to this in the same line or um, did you just fall into this um, the, um, the I was pretty ready to have a change of pace. I guess the really big turning point for me was working on my own renovation and experiencing the <laughs> um, decision-making overload um, that comes with it. Um, and I was thinking, gosh, it would be so helpful if there was somewhere or someone you could just kind of download all your ideas to and they could help you fill in the gaps or make suggestions that you might not have thought of. Um, yeah, so that was kind of my starting point. So I was doing a renovation and then shortly after we moved back in, I had my first, um, my first child. So it seemed like an ideal time <laughs> to do a bit of study and maybe have a think about doing something different. So I started studying um, and I started colour design, a colour design course, um, and that was really, I guess, just to kind of get my head into a different space. Like I've always worked with colour, but obviously this is a very different um, application. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. Keep going. <laughs> so then um, I was studying colour design probably for a year and a half and in between child one and child two <laughs> and uh crazy I love, how, I love how mums decide to dabble in new things when they have a newborn you just yes. go oh my goodness what yeah. were we thinking <laughs> we went thinking, oh, exactly <laughs> yeah. oh gosh it's funny um, yeah and as part of that course they encourage you to kind of um get practical experience wherever you can and so I started pretty early on, um, like I popped up a post in a local Facebook mums group to say I'm looking for um, people who might be interested um, so I could kind of go and get some real hands-on experience. 
um, doing colours for people in their homes or chatting to them about their renovations. Um, and from that, I started to get some referrals. Um, you know, I had some clients who then referred me on to their friends. And it, so it kind of started very organically. Um, and it wasn't until like maybe another year later that I decided to start Color Color in proper as a formal thing. Yes, yeah. amazing. That's beautiful. You actually answer my color. Uh, my color. <laughs> we speak so much about color. My answer, my question about how it came to fruition. So that's amazing. I yeah. love that. I love that um, it was a word of mouth. That is brilliant to start a business. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Um, so let's go back a little bit prior to Hello Color, actually a lot prior, yeah. and talk about what life looked like um, for you when you were growing up. Sure. Well, I grew up in Canberra, <laughs> um, the nation's capital, and mm -hmm. I lived there until I was about 20. Um, so Canberra, I have come to love even more since I've left. <laughs> oh. Because when I moved to Melbourne, um, you really miss things that you never really noticed when you were there. So beautiful fresh air and the fact that Canberra is surrounded by bushland and all those things I've come to appreciate a lot more now that I don't live there. <laughs> I yes. live in the middle of a big city. Yes. Um, so I lived there until I was about 20. So did high school there and actually went to university there um, and then decided to move to Melbourne to come and do a visual merchandising course. That was the start of my visual merchandising um, career. So moved to Melbourne and um, went to RMIT here in Melbourne cool. to do that course. Yeah, nice. And so did you inherit your creativity from a family member or your mum or your yeah. dad? Or? Probably from my mum's side of the family. Yeah. I have really vivid memories of my mum painting our house when I was growing up, like amazing colours. So I think that's like imprinted on my <laughs> brain. Yes. Um, one very fabulous colour was called Tuscan Salmon, which was like pretty much coral in the 90s and we had that all over our house for some time and even now she has a um all her walls are not washed they're all yeah. um like a beautiful kind of greeny um sagey greeny color um, oh, which is actually so nice to live with yes and oh, then beautiful. um yeah the other person is probably my beautiful gran who's my mum's mum um and she also had like um, was incredibly creative and you know I remember things really vividly from going to visit her house growing up you know she used to have a green room where everything was green <laughs> I feel like it's been tattooed on my <laughs> um, subconscious somehow and it's all just coming out now <laughs> oh that's beautiful I love I really love that it's um yeah really nice because having growing up with color and having those memories and like fond memories um, it's yeah. even just nice to have and turning it into a job is one step further. So that's even better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's <laughs> lovely. Did you have uh, brothers and sisters growing up? Sure. I have two older brothers. Um, one is an academic. He works at a university in Queensland. Um, and one um, is a teacher in Sydney. And he also probably had um, inherited the artistic gene. He yeah, is an, um part-time artist as well as being a teacher. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> well, wow, yeah. your mom and your grand had a very big impact. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So was there any um, significant stories that you can share from your childhood? Um, to do with colour or just kind of Just general? in general, yeah. <laughs> what kind of things did you get up to when you were younger? Um, I guess my two kind of hobbies of choice were ballet. Oh. I was a dancer for like about 14 or 15 years um, until I was about 18 and then I decided that was enough. <laughs> it was a really big commitment for um, a long time. Mm. I loved it while I was doing it but it was kind of nice to move on to different things. And um, the other thing that I used to do was horse riding in Canberra because it's like a beautiful, it's kind of surrounded by kind of forest and um, lots of like native um, kind of bushland and stuff. So I used to horse ride. One of my mum's friends used to own a couple of horses and I used to ride for her. Oh my gosh, beautiful. That's two beautiful hobbies. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You are quite the talent by the sounds. Ah, no, I probably would fall off if you put me on one now. (laughs) It's been a while. Oh, gosh. (laughs) It's not like just riding a bike, you know, you always remember. Uh, You probably do, but you probably feel like lots more sore than um, you would otherwise. I think I probably wouldn't be able to walk for a few days. (laughs) Rachel, my dad has just walked in. I have to tell him that I'm on a podcast. Dad, I'm just telling to someone. (laughs) How you going? (laughs) Hello. <laughs> she said hello. Hello. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's such a goose. <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, so you now have a family of your own. So, who are the faces behind Hello yeah. Color? Um, my um partner, Mr. Hello Color, um, is a. Oh, this is going to be a really bad description. Does anyone else struggle when describing what they're finding? <laughs> <laughs> he works in IT mm-hmm. and um, helps develop, develop apps for universities. Yeah, great. That's kind of like a broad brush stroke description. Yes, perfect. And then I have two boys, one's seven, um, and so grade one. And then I have another little boy who's doing his last year of kinder, so we will be a prep next year. Oh, both in school. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm very excited about (laughs) that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's lovely. Very good. So um, also I was wondering, can you take us on a virtual tour of your home, meaning speaking tour? (laughs) Tell us about what it looks like. Give us a visual of what your home looks like. Yeah, sure. So we actually... um, rebuilt our house about seven years ago um so it's a two-story um weatherboard house we designed it to look pretty similar to other houses in our neighborhood we live on a street which has lots of beautiful kind of period style homes so when we were designing our house we were very much keeping that type of profile in mind so it kind of like sits pretty comfortably with the traditional style houses in our area but inside is pretty light and bright um it's much more contemporary inside and we took a lot of like inf- like um inspiration from kind of like 70s style 
um, houses, which kind of sounds funny, but when we were, both my husband and I grew up in a similar area of Canberra, he's from Canberra too, mm-hmm. and um, all of their houses were built in the 70s, so somewhere like back in my mind, there's like key aspects of like 70s architecture, which are like, I can't let go of, which I really <laughs> appreciate more now. So we have, yeah, lots of timber, um, so floorboards and timber, window details and things like that. Yes. Um, and, yeah, it's just a really um, light and bright, welcoming, um, kid-friendly yes. <laughs> um, space. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Do you have any predominant colours that you tend to use in your own home? Sure. So when we painted our house, I chose white, uh, like most people do. And I'm kind of um, just getting to the stage now where I am considering more colours for my own house. I guess like lots of designers or people that do work for other people, I spend an awful lot of time thinking about colours for other people and very little time thinking about my own space. Yes. (laughs) um, Sounds silly. Um, but my two boys are looking to kind of do a bit of a room swap around and there's some very specific direction that I've received. <laughs> They've gone through all my colour samples and have pulled out the colours that they like and so we're definitely going to have some more colour in our house shortly. Oh, perfect. What kind of colours <laughs> do, do the boys like? Um, one of them has elected pretty much a rainbow. Oh, yes. So we just have to work out how to get that to work. <laughs> And the other one is going for kind of a bit more of an underwater aquatic kind of sea feel. Oh, that <laughs> so sounds lots exciting. Of and blues. I know. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Yeah, it sounds really yeah. fun. It sounds like but you may really have to work hard out for you. <laughs> I definitely. They'd be my most difficult clients, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really good. Uh, so can you pinpoint um, one thing in your life that gives you the most joy away from your business? Um, I think I have a really strong connection to family. Um, and I think like our family is interstate and certainly like in the last um, six months, like this year we're not being able to see them, you really realise how important um, they are. And I think I'm super lucky because like my folks have been always super supportive of my um, business and really encouraging, um, you know, about the things that I do. So I feel like super lucky that they're my parents and I get to um, <laughs> enjoy them oh I have to I hope they listen to this so that they can hear that. I know I better <laughs> tell them how to I? my dad's been on it so now your parents need to have oh, love it yeah <laughs> oh, that's so funny well one thing that I can pinpoint is certainly color in my life I absolutely love it so talking yeah. to you about color today is like a huge thrill <laughs> so, and I really had to rein in how many questions I can ask otherwise it would just be oh, hours sure. and hours <laughs> but let's get into talking a little bit more about colors and I wanted Absolutely. to start with the correlation between colors and our moods so can you give us yes. a little insight into how certain colors influence the way we feel within a space and yeah. even within our lives yeah. as well absolutely so colors and mood are absolutely linked Um, it's a huge link 
and you might not realize it um, all the time, but definitely the colors that surround you have a really big impact on um, your space and how you feel in your space. Um, there are definitely kind of some general you know, um, thoughts about colour. So when we look at colour psychology, there's like warm, warm colour. So warmer tones like a yellow or an orange or red. Um, and they generally like bring you energy and are very vibrant. And then on the other side, there are cooler colours like greens and blues. Um, and, you know, blues and greens are very kind of relaxing colours and they can make a space feel quite tranquil. But what I would say is that, Choosing colours for your space is very personal. So what works for you might not work for everyone. Or um, if your best friend has a colour and you really love it, when you try it in your house, it might not work the same way. And I say that because like one of the first things that I ask usually when I meet clients for the first time is how do you want your space to feel? So if you're like a really busy person and you have a life that's go, go, go all the time, when you get home, you might want to create a space that's really relaxing and tranquil where you can kind of recharge. And then there are some people who like their space to kind of be really vibrant and bold and energetic so depending on what you want your space to feel like, that's usually our starting point for kind of suggesting colours and kind of matching you to a kind of a colour that will deliver that for your space. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, lovely. And what about um, in our lives, you know, adding colour, not just to our homes, but maybe to our wardrobes yeah. or accessorising <gasps> yeah. or um, how does that make us feel? How does that make us feel when we make those different changes? Yeah. Um, you've got to do it. <laughs> and as someone who wears a lot of black, so, um, and I have in my past, I think that adding colour to your wardrobe is a fantastic way to change your mood and lift your mood and um, definitely put a bit more pep in your step. Yes. Um, I've made a concerted effort over the last couple of years to buy more colour um, and there's some beautiful brands who do it amazingly well. Um, and I think, yeah, it totally is transformational. Um, during the lockdown, my mum and dad had sent me a gift voucher to a brand here in Melbourne that I love. Um, and because the stores closed almost immediately, I was like, oh, my God, this is so frustrating. I just want to be able to get something. And so I ordered this dress, which I have on today. I love it like so much. Polka dots. <laughs> and I've been, like I've been like in awe of and that there's dress. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot happening. I love but it. But when it arrived and I hang it up in my room, I was just like, I could just look at it and not even wear it because it brings me <laughs> so much joy. Just the combination of the colours and it's polka dots and it's, it's a lot. But um, it definitely changes the way you feel. Yes. You don't feel the same way in tracky No, <laughs> too true. <laughs> uh, I know often people are a little afraid to add colour to their homes um, and to yeah. their lives. So would you have advice on like one good place to start? Do you start small yeah. or add accessories? Yeah. Or where's a good starting point? Starting small is a brilliant way. Um, if you don't feel like committing to painting a whole wall or a whole room, but I would say like in the grand scheme of things, paint is relatively easy if we're talking about inside. 
to like rectify. Like if you spend a lot of money on a couch and you don't like the colour, it's going to cost you a lot more money to change it than it is like to paint a room. Um, So if you're starting small, like on the outside of your house, I love a colourful front door. I think that's a really fun way to add colour to your space and also give um, people that are coming to your house a little glimpse of, the personalities of the people that might be inside the house. Mm -hmm. Um, A wall is a really great place to start with colour. So um, it can be, yeah, like a feature wall, um, for example. And then if you decide you can live with it for a little while and if you decide you love the colour, you can just extend it and go a little bit further. Yeah, Um, lovely. Another way to kind of try out different colors is to like go for a really colorful piece of artwork um which is you know you might do something really bright and cheerful and then pull out a couple of the colors that are in your artwork and incorporate them in soft furnishings so like a cushion or a rug or something in your space yeah um to kind of give it a bit more pep but yeah there's lots of little ways to incorporate um color in your day to day um and I think it really can help like lift your space and make it feel different yes yeah, yeah. definitely oh there's so much that it can do <laughs> yeah so um sometimes it can be a little bit tricky in relation to the palettes because there's brights and then sure. there's pastels and then there's a palette yeah you know, many palettes for just white So how can you help us to choose the right palette? Sure. Well, I guess our starting point always when we're choosing colours is how you want that kind of space to feel when you're in it. So is it like light and bright or warm and welcoming or you want it to feel really crisp and clean? And then say even with a white, there'd be whites that could achieve each of those different looks for you. Because really there's only one white, which is a pure white. So it has nothing else in it. And then everything else has a little bit of something added. So Mm -hmm. it might be like a warmer colour, like a yellow or a red. Or it might be a cooler colour, like a grey or a green or a blue. So you can kind of imagine like the warmer tone whites are going to be the ones that make you feel warm and cosy. And then the cooler tone whites are going to feel much crisper and cleaner in your space. And then when it comes to colour, um, I really think it's about choosing something that really resonates um, with you. And when it comes to palettes, usually when we're choosing a wall colour um, for someone, we would say, you know, it's a bedroom and they want to do a dark blue. What we would do is go through and talk about all the other things that you can put with that um, to make it feel a whole lot of different things. So if you're wanting to get a really bold contrast happening with a dark blue, you would look at your trusty colour wheel, which you might remember from art class. So opposite blue on the colour wheel is yellow and kind of orange. So if you put anything kind of yellow or orange with a a blue, you get that beautiful kind of contrast and it's going to look quite bold. If you're wanting it to look much softer, you kind of look at around what else is near that blue. So you might do kind of like a turquoise or a a green or a um, teal or something like that. 
And anything that's kind of close to the blue on the colour wheel will create a much more soothing overall um, effect. Yeah, beautiful. I would also, yeah, I would also say you don't necessarily need to go maximum boldness for each colour. Like instead of yellow with your navy wall, maybe you could do like a mustard or a rasp, like something that's a bit softer and smokier. Yes. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. So it does, like you've mentioned, it really does come down to how you want it to feel, doesn't it? It's all about feeling. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much um, relative to that. Yeah. I think even just like with one colour, you know, kind of feature wall, there's so much that you can put back with it. So if it's that navy we were talking about before, looks beautiful kind of back with dusty pinks and things too for like a really kind of soft, more soothing feel, um, you can put it back with really high contrast colors like pink and yellow for really big kind of pops and to make it feel kind of much more vibrant. Yes, yeah, there's just there's so many options now, isn't there? Just it's, yeah, it's absolutely really crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah. do you have a favorite project to date, do you think? Ooh, <laughs> yes. Um, I worked with um, a client who had a small apartment just close by to where I live in Melbourne and her only direction was I don't want any white walls, (laughs) which is kind of like a dream come true if you're choosing colours. Yes. Um, And it's not that like it wasn't the biggest house or anything like that, but just her, the way that she wanted to live in that space was really interesting. And she had some great um, kind of like vintage retro furniture in really bold colours. So we could use that as like a starting point to work out how bright or not she wanted to go. Um, So like her first entry kind of living room was going to be kind of like a mustardy yellow. And then she had a really bright um, yellow retro sofa in that room and a really cool retro lamp and then in her kitchen was going to be green in her bedroom it was kind of like a bit more of a dusty purpley pink um and her hallway was going to be teal like it was a colorama house there's not many people that are super comfortable to do that but um she was Wow, that's amazing. That makes my, I've got a blue wall in my lounge room and an orange (laughs) wall in our bedroom. Yeah. Um, And then the boys have different uh, like murals on their walls. So that makes mine, that makes mine look dull. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes you can choose like to colour a space and it will have an impact on the rest of the house. So say if you had like a hallway in your room and you painted the hallway, when you like look into the other room, you get that beautiful effect where the color is framing the color inside the room. Yes. And those are the combinations I think which are so interesting. So when we were in her house, we were really looking at, okay, well, what color is this wall? And, you know, the wall that comes past it, what's that going to be? And so this is yellow and this is teal. And so they work together. And so it was all about kind of creating these little pictures of color throughout the space. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. I know um, mm. mum has an old Queenslander 
Um, and oh, she's yeah. done all like the coastal Hamptons type through there, but and with the blues and the greens. But when you look mm-hmm. through the house, like you said, it frames it. They have like the French doors. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you open it, you can see the several colors um, lining yeah. up. So it's really yeah. nice, like you said, creating those little pictures throughout the house. Um, but yeah. the you know the newer houses don't really have that because they don't have the frames and um, yeah. older houses. And probably think, what you've described your house is yeah. Well, I kind of think like I have, I think um, is quite open plan. Okay, and yes. sometimes in open plan spaces, it's tricky to decide like where to put a color, where should it end and where should it start. Um, sometimes with like more traditional style, like period style homes, you know, it's like a lot more kind of room yes. <laughs> oriented because they yes. live quite differently. Yes, yeah. so true. It's lovely to yeah look through yeah. and you can look through the windows in a house, inside a house and yeah. see the different colours and the art. It's it's really nice to look yeah. at them in, in that way. So I would love to yeah, see a picture sure. of that client's house. It sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, brilliant. It's a really that, fun project. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. So um, we, talk, we were talking about what colours do go together, but... There yeah. is the term blue and green should never be seen unless there's yeah. a colour in between. Um, <laughs> sure. I, I, I kind of feel like that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> no, but I'm done with, yeah. That's silly. But <laughs> is there complete no-nos? Do you have any complete no-nos? Do you know what? Um, not really because most of the time we can pick a version of a colour that will look good with another colour. Um, like brown and green mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes you can think of like the worst possible combinations and like obviously they won't go together um, but the biggest problem that um, certainly my clients come across is like when they're choosing things for their own house so say they've chosen like tiles in one shop and they might have chosen their kitchen at another shop and then they're choosing a paint color with me and they've chosen flooring in another shop they never actually see it all together. Mm, And so sometimes we've had um, with clients, we've been able to kind of pick up that there's a problem with something because even just say you've chosen white everything, um, you know, in bench tops, there can be a huge um, difference even in like a white marble bench top. Some marbles are really brown, some are yellow, some are grey. and unless you look at it all together, you kind of can't work out if that all flows nicely, um, if there's any kind of variances in undertone. Sometimes, you know, we were talking before about white having a really clear kind of feel, like warm or cool. Sometimes um, when you put whites that are a different undertone together, they really clash against each other. And it's the same with colours. Some colours like might strobe against each other but say if you go a bit more gray in one of them it'll kind of soften it and they can live happily together yes Um, but yeah it's just picking up those details I had clients want to we were doing wall colors and they wanted to do just kind of like a beautiful kind of warm beigey (laughs) grayy color Um, and they had white cabinetry and then they thought they had bought white tiles but when we looked at their white tiles for their splashback, they were really kind of this grey-blue colour, which just totally didn't work with their 
cabinetry colour totally didn't work with the wall colour they wanted. So generally with wall colours, we can switch it up a little bit more. But if you've already chosen those hard surfaces, it can be much trickier to change it once it's all in. Mm. So before they installed the tiles, we were able to swap it for a slightly different um, variation. So they could still get the look they wanted, but the colours were going to flow much more cohesively yes yeah so would you <laughs> yeah. recommend before like you said starting to choose those hard services coming to see you yeah. prior that might be better than choosing um, all of that yeah I don't mind if people come to me with like a really good idea of what they want yep um, I kind of tend to have clients that are in like two camps the ones that have thought about it and they kind of have a broad understanding of what they might like and they just need someone to kind of bounce ideas off and bring it all together and then I have people that really have no idea and we're kind of starting from the beginning um, if we're working on like a renovation or a new build we would usually start with something like flooring which is like a funny thing to choose first <laughs> but um, that really then dictates um or helps us think about choices for the rest of the finishes and how the colours might flow through the house and what will tie back with that. Yes, um, yeah. You know, like if you have a really strong Jarrah floorboard, for example, which was super popular in the 90s, mm -hmm. um, like a really strong colour like that really dictates what else can go in the house, like in the space. Um, so, yeah, for a new house, that's kind of where we'd start. Um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So have you had or can you recall um, the strangest or the craziest client request? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a client who lived in like a two-story townhouse and the bottom of their townhouse was brick and then the top level was weatherboard. And so they were looking for a new colour for the top half of the house for the weatherboards. Um, which would kind of tie in nicely with the brick. So red brick is like really strong and tends to kind of dominate anything else you put with it. And so I was going for like a bit of an earthy kind of <laughs> grounded kind of colour, which would help, I guess, like balance out the red, but also tie in really nicely with like the little flecks in the brick. And then my client just wanted to paint the top of her house the same colour as the bottom, like the red of the brick. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and how so did that, that turn out? <laughs> um, which she ended up going with uh, the more neutral um, colour. But I think she was just like a really big fan of um, bold choices. Um, and she genuinely thought that that would look good. Yes. So sometimes it's about talking clients down from the edge of like a really <laughs> big decision and channeling them a different um, way. Yes. But usually like we can, like if you said, I really love, you know, this color and I really think this is the, you know, this is the type of color I want to live with. We can usually like work with that and like, you know, find a version of it that's beautiful that will work really nicely in your space. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. interesting because like you were saying before, sometimes some people come to you with already knowing and they can visualize it and some yeah. 
don't have that visual concept. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed yeah. that a lot in the store because, um, yeah, we did homewares and things like that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, some, I think that's just something that some people have and some people don't. So it is very tricky. Absolutely. I can imagine for mm-hmm. you to be like, oh, that's not going to look, even though, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it might, but it's not going to look great. Yeah. It's, it must be very tricky to <laughs> differentiate yeah. that. Exactly. And definitely I find that too. Some people are really visual and can um, get a really good idea of how a colour will look in their space or not. Mm. Um, So I use a lot of visuals when we're talking about colours. And I usually do like some mood boards so we can kind of talk through different colour options. And it's usually through that that people kind of get, they might be like, oh, I don't like blue. But then you see like well, there's not just like blue, there's all these beautiful kind of dark inky colours and there's these like really beautiful kind of washed sea blues um, as well as like, you know, all your standards. Yes. Um, but there's like such a broad spectrum. Um, yeah. And so I think people seeing those just kind of helps them get into the kind of thought process of, oh, well, what would this colour be to, like to live with? maybe, you know, we could do a colour in one room or maybe our bedroom should be a colour because, you know, we want it to feel really tranquil. Yeah, yeah. nice. You would spend, I would imagine, a lot of time trying to get that visual across, which sometimes can be very tricky. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Lovely. So you mentioned, um, you mentioned just the plain blue and we spoke about, um, the crazy requests, which I think is a perfect yeah. segue into 2020. And the Pantone colour of the year is classic oh, blue, yeah. which does not represent 2020 at oh, all. Yeah. 2020 <laughs> so what... is like some dirty old <laughs> brown. Yeah, although yeah. I feel I feel like classic blue is a little bit too boring for 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think about classic blue? And do your projects yeah. tend to... Um, go in phases according to such as you know a Pantone color release or trends like that Pantone colors are really interesting often I feel like they don't necessarily translate very well here um like a color like classic blue which is like a pretty traditional blue that might translate well into furniture for example but not necessarily into soft furnishings Mm. um so sometimes like with colours of the year and usually like Pantone will do one and then all of the paint companies will have their kind of take on it. Sometimes they w- will translate quite well to like our kind of way of living and um, our spaces and sometimes they just don't. Um, you might find those types of colours popping up in like really architectural spaces um, and high-end spaces. But I would say it usually takes like a little while for them to filter down to for everyday folks. Um, They probably need to see it a few places before they'd be willing to give it a go. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, What was the second part of your question there? No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. Um, Yeah, I was talking about, yeah, the the firstly the classic blue and then, yeah, you mentioned how your projects go into fate, like they don't tend to go in fate with that. Uh, Yeah, that was I going to say. Yeah. I do kind of feel like there are phases with Mm -hmm. colours and even just in something like whites, different types of whites can be popular at different moments. So I would say, you know, like five years ago, ten years ago, everyone painted their house kind of like the same type of white 
whereas now there's like a specific wife which everyone is using <laughs> again I don't always choose the same wife for my clients. Like I pick and choose depending on their type of space and how light or bright their room is or um, like I very much pick by project. But there's definitely trends in colours. So I guess like real life trends in terms of what everyday peeps are doing with their houses are often different to kind of those pantone trends or like high-end kind of architectural spaces yeah maybe it looks really beautiful but no one really lives there yeah <laughs> and they definitely have no kids and associated <laughs> toys and no one's touching their walls with like a sticky finger or 10 that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny um yes cool so speaking of trends 2020 has also yeah. brought us the trend of dopamine dressing so where oh. people are pretty much wearing can you know canary yellow yeah. or candy pink yeah. um yeah. to kind of bring joy so yeah I would be interested to know and you mentioned it a little before but what does your yeah. what does a color enthusiast wardrobe consist of um very colorful uh-huh. very colorful moments um but I also have regular things you know everyday everyday wear I definitely still have jeans and tees but my tees are probably a bit bolder and brighter than your regular um variety so I have lots of print and lots of pattern and I love 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 um vintage clothes so um I like usually have a few kind of vintage dresses in the mix as well and I find even if I don't wear them all the time, they still bring me joy. <laughs> like you said, you can just hang them up in your room and, and then it can be like an yeah. art piece. <laughs> yeah. And I think there's also some something really nice about vintage where, you know, it's really like one of a kind a lot of the time. Like you're not ever going to walk into anywhere and find a rack full of the same thing. Those pieces are really unique. And um sometimes they're really kind of telling a story about the era that they're from as well, like in terms of pattern or colour or how colour was mixed together. Um, Yeah, so when the lockdowns first started in Melbourne, (laughs) I went to our local vintage store and I bought like three things, like house coats and stuff, which is not stuff that I would normally wear, but I was like, if I'm going to be at home, (laughs) I'm going to make it (laughs) colourful. for this amount of time (laughs) that's beautiful so where are your favorite um places to shop you you mentioned your parents bought you Uh, a voucher from a store yeah so gorman yes of course for color lovers Mm -hmm. um which is like a melbourne based brand but they're all over i think these days um and there's another great melbourne one here um called obus that i love who do beautiful bright um bright prints as well and great shapes that are really easy to wear um another one that I love is elk which is um another Melbourne brand but um they've got a great website they do jewelry and um some really kind of you know bright solid colors and some cool prints um and another one is kowtow which is a New Zealand brand which do like great basics but um they're really kind of like bold kind of colors Usually Neat. they have a few in there. Yeah. That, you would stand <laughs> out um, walking through the streets of Melbourne when mum and I went there for a show <laughs> at one point. We were wearing bright colours, yeah. but everyone's in black. 
Uh, surely at the trade show you'd find your friends. Yeah, right at the trade show, yes. <laughs> but walking through the streets of Melbourne, we're like, oh gosh, we yeah. stand out like a pimple on a pumpkin. There's <laughs> a lot of black in Melbourne. And I still wear black, maybe just not as much um, as I used to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lovely. So we, um, I found you on socials and yeah. your socials are just so full of colour and joy. Um, and I absolutely yeah. <laughs> love following you um, and the tone of your captions and your shares. I, I just love reading everything you've got to say. <laughs> but I have noticed that we rarely get yeah. to see your face. It's so, true. <laughs> do, you, do you prefer to stay behind the camera or do you enjoy, you just let your pictures do the talking? Yeah, I am, you know, like when you, any type of social media training you do, they say, you've got to be the face. You've got to like, you know, you've got to see your face. And I'm the worst at that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I much prefer to um, let the colors do the talking. Um, you know, everyone's different and you've got to play to your strengths and my strengths are not selfies or um, <laughs> being in front of a camera. My um, strengths are definitely... Um, searching for finding beautiful color pictures breaking it down for people sharing something fun but you know I've definitely taken on notice <laughs> and I'm gonna try to do better next year <laughs> good on you that can be a 2021 goal because yeah goal we would love to see your beautiful face on there <laughs> especially yeah. in your gorgeous outfits well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk about socials. Um, so who's filling up yeah. your, your feeds? Who do you go to for inspo? Ooh, yeah, I follow um, like lots of everyday folk, but also like some designers. Um, and of course, like ones that do color beautifully. Um, I love, love to follow. Um, and then I have like, you know, kind of like celebrity <laughs> kind of one. <laughs> yeah, honesty here. Um, people that like I love to follow just because they give like a really good Instagram story or something like that. <laughs> That's so far-fetched so, that you need to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like designer-wise, um, there are some that I really love. Um, and it's interesting because in like there's definitely lots of interior designers, but not so many people that specialize in color specifically. And I guess um, a lot of projects maybe are quite neutral and don't kind of show off a lot of color. So I often look um, at overseas designers to see, you know, what they're doing and how can I take inspiration from what they're doing and incorporate it in my own projects. So um, there's some great overseas designers who use colour really well. Abigail O'Hearn is one. She's in London and her interiors are kind of really dark and dramatic and she does colour everywhere and all up the walls and on the ceiling and like lots of texture and things. And then on the other side of that, there's um, a studio called 2LG in London, which does these beautiful kind of pastels and brights and like really fun kind of combinations of colours that are Lovely. super inspiring yeah. Lovely. and so what celebrity speaking of honesty um, what celeb is it <laughs> <laughs> I really like Busy Phillips um who is like an American actress slash um you know like Instagram kind of gal mm -hmm. and she does just like really good stories and it's weird 
that you just kind of get so drawn in and sucked into what's happening in their life. <laughs> um, but she's really fun and she does great outfits as well. Another person I love is Eva Chen, who is like a fashion editor. She used to be the editor of a few magazines in America and she um, is now, now works for Instagram in their fashion department. So she kind of talks about fashion but then also shows herself like watching The Bachelor and, um, you know, has a few kids so you get a really real kind of perspective on her life. Too. Oh, they sound like great celebs. They're not ones that yeah. are super crazy. They sound like really good ones to follow. Oh, probably the crazy ones <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So from filling your feed to filling your cup, how do you manage biz yeah. and mum life and what do you do to fill your own cup? Sure. Well, I am not an expert in this field. <laughs> Me neither. It's always a balance. <laughs> yeah. I think like my kids are five and seven and I think I'm only just getting to the point where I feel like it's a bit more kind of balance. Um, I would say I put myself last on the list of people to look after to do things so I'm looking at improving that definitely um I really like deep thinking time um and so that for me means you know kind of time where I can think about an idea and develop it and um you know maybe go away from it and come back to it and that's I think how I do my best creative work but in like a family situation or if you have little kids like that just does not happen so not <laughs> really had to retrain myself to be able to like work in really focused bursts um so I definitely like to sit and kind of like Instagram is like I find really <laughs> some great interiors and so I look um for inspo there I love sitting and like zooming through Pinterest just to kind of like almost like sucking all the different kind of color combinations and stuff um a little bit of me time catching up with friends reading um and my goal is to get back to I used to do and love pilates um but I haven't done it for way too long so I need to get back into it like of course classes haven't really been running you know face-to-face um in a face-to-face way for much of this year but um certainly towards next year when I have both kids at the same place on the same days I'm gonna look at incorporating that back into my well day done. to day we'll add that to the list as well <laughs> Good so. to have a goal. yeah gotta have a goal 2021 list is probably getting pretty huge for a lot of people I'd oh say oh god I know <laughs> So um, we're nearly at the end, but to finish off, I need to ask you the hardest question of all. And what yes. is your favourite colour? Oh, <laughs> I probably don't have one. Maybe I should this say colours. No surprise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really into colour, like certain colour combinations. Mm-hmm. So I really like like this colour combination, like a really kind of bright blue with lilac. Yes. And I really like, oh, 
that was you falling over sorry <laughs> like it's virtual <laughs> and I really like kind of orange and pink and orange and red together okay um but that's just kind of like colors that I like they probably wouldn't work in people's houses so much yeah um, there's a beautiful color that I love love for bedrooms and things which is called Armada it's a Dulux color and it's this beautiful kind of like oceany tealy bluey color Oh, just beautiful lovely um, great for creating like mood in a space yes nice yeah. I'm totally into greens like all the shades of green yeah I just <laughs> I love them <laughs> there's so many greens at the moment really having yeah. a moment I think yeah greens. definitely yes yeah. so um we also you might know that we play um a little game with you by the name of Collider oh. Quickie so I do that okay. with all of my guests. So <laughs> what happens is I have a little um, box and I have games yeah. labeled from one to five. So you just okay. choose the number and then that correlates with what game we play. So I'll tell you which one okay. it is once you choose your number. Number three, please. Number three. A lot of people tend to choose number three. It's right oh, in the middle. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so... This one is called If You Were A. So um, I'll pick one of my little, um, out of my box here, I've got a little piece of paper. Yeah. So I'll pick out three and if you were a something and why. All right. Okay. I'll pick the first one. If you were, oops, some have fallen out. If you were a season, what would you be and why? Oh, I think I would be spring. Mm-hmm. because spring has the most exciting things happening it's particularly in Melbourne after a long winter where it's very grey you get sunshine and blossom and blue sky and new leaves it's like a really nice kind of transformational season and it's not yes. too hot yes yeah. beautiful you definitely remind me of spring you have all the spring vibes ah. happening <laughs> <laughs> there we go <laughs> The next one is if you were a decade, what would you be? Oh, I'm really into having a 70s moment um, lately, like in terms of like vintage clothes and things. But I'd be happy to go like even further back to kind of 50s and 60s so I could get in a bit of mid-century modern. Nice. Love, love. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And lastly, if you were an ice cream flavour, what would you be? Chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> standard delicious best of the best come on <laughs> I am all for chocolate every time <laughs> lovely <funniest> thing <laughs> yeah you're right uh, I was gonna say the funniest thing is at our house we have like Neapolitan ice cream which oh, has yeah. like three flavors and my kids don't eat chocolate I'm like why do we have Neapolitan? Like normally a Neapolitan chocolate is like the first to go exactly. and strawberry is like left lingering. Yeah. Yes. They love it. That works out well for so you weird. you can keep up with yeah. the chocolate. Perfect. It does. <laughs> yeah. Well, that brings us to the end, Rachel. Thank you so much. Um, I have enjoyed speaking with you immensely. Um, Thanks for having me, Kelsey. Yeah, like my smile has just, my cheeks are hurting because listening to you and smiling has just been absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much for your time today. Uh, pleasure. <laughs> thank you. Well, I will let you get back to your Tuesday. Um, yes, enjoy. And I would really do. like to see a picture on your social socials with you wearing that glitter vest. Uh, no problem challenge accepted (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Rachel love it (laughs) see you later